blood moon has risen, it is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from other worlds. Indeed, the blood moon has risen, and the jack-o'-lanterns have sprung to life. The black cat and the vampire bat are clamoring to tell stories. Ghost by the Stairs, Halloween House, and The Raven. Now, turn up the sound and turn off the lights. Our animal totems have stories to tell. Cat brings us a ghostly account that occurred in Roseville, Ohio, circa 1986. Was it the infamous Hat Man, or just a fashionable phantom? I was in my late 20s when I started believing in ghosts. Believe me, I am the type of person that doesn't believe unless I see it with my own eyes. It was Saturday night. I was down at my best friend's house. She lived in an apartment. We were hanging out and talking, sitting on the couch in our living room. The living room and kitchen were downstairs, with the steps going up between. Upstairs was her bedroom, her son's bedroom, and the bathroom. It was dark in the house, except for the light by the stairs and the TV. standing at the bottom of the stairs. He was wearing a black cape and hat, as in what Zorro wore. I couldn't see his face or his legs. He went up the stairs.
I thought I was just imagining things, and it really scared me when my friend asked, What's wrong? I said nothing. She said, Yes, tell me. I then again said nothing. She asked, Tell me, did you did you see something or someone? I then told her what I had seen. I saw a man with a black cape and a hat go upstairs. He kind of looked like, I don't know, Zorro. The weird thing is, is that I couldn't see his face or his legs. Oh my god. What? I see him all the time. He always goes upstairs into Cody's. That is her son's room. He never says anything to her, but her son has told her that a man comes into his room and talks to him all the time. I had goosebumps and was scared the whole night and wouldn't go upstairs to the bathroom unless she went with me. And I made her sleep downstairs with me. That is what made me a believer. Before we tell the next story, I ask you to help me keep the animal totems happy. Please subscribe, review, and tell your family and friends about Blood Moon Podcast. We also invite you to follow us on Instagram at the Blood Moon Podcast. Now, back to the stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. Welcome back. Some people like to stay home and hand out candy on Halloween night. As teenagers, Recuse Rangers 235 and a friend took a risk. They decided to explore an abandoned house. This happened last year on Halloween. I was 18 at the time and my best friend Andrew was 17. We both thought at the time we were too old for trick-or-treating and we thought handing out candy was lame. I then came up with an idea. There was this old abandoned house that was close to mine. I wanted to go look around inside the house because I thought it would be a good idea for Halloween. However, Andrew didn't think it was a good idea, but being an idiot, I told him to stop being a baby. We then waited until it was trick-or-treating time before heading to the house. We were carrying flashlights with us so we could see. When we headed out of my house into the abandoned house, 
I noticed all the kids trick-or-treating, and I felt like gagging. Somehow one part of me always hated Halloween, and I never understood why. I don't know why. Maybe it was just because I thought Halloween sucked, but this abandoned house thing was making me excited. But eventually we both got to the old house, and I smiled, looking up at it. Of course, since it was abandoned, it was a huge mess, and a few windows had boards over them. Andrew then mentioned that we should just go home because he didn't want to spend the night in jail. I told him to stop being a baby, and then without another word, I headed up to the front door. I then reached for the doorknob. I was half expecting the door to be locked, because that is what most people did. But the door actually opened, and Andrew and I looked at each other. I was worried. Andrew told me we couldn't back down, so we walked into the house. I followed behind him, and then we were standing in the front hall, and then I noticed the house had two floors. We turned our flashlights on, and they were very bright so their light covered most of the area. Andrew told me he was going to look upstairs, and he told me to stay downstairs. And without another word, he headed up the stairs. I sighed deeply before heading off, and then I walked into an empty room. All of the furniture was gone. There wasn't anything in the room, and for some reason, I was hoping to see something creepy, or at least a bug or a bat. Suddenly, I thought I heard a loud noise behind me. I then turned around and noticed something, but I couldn't see anything because I wasn't using my flashlight. After realizing that, I used my flashlight and aimed it at the noise. But whatever made the noise was gone. I walked out of the room into the hallway, wondering what my eyes had seen, or if I had just imagined it. I started mumbling about how stupid this was, and decided it was time to go find Andrew and leave. But I noticed the room in front of me, and realized it was probably the kitchen, and decided to go check it out. I headed off and then I poked my head into the room, moving my flashlight around. I didn't see anything but the normal kitchen stuff. I then walked into the kitchen, wondering if there was anything else in here and not just dust and cobwebs. Just then, I stepped on something that almost caused my foot to shoot out from under me. But I moved back and looked down using my flashlight, and noticed it was a big kitchen knife. I wanted to bend down and pick it up, but then I realized I probably shouldn't do that, so I didn't touch it. 
I then wondered why a knife was inside an abandoned house, but I didn't question it, and so I headed out of the room and back to the hallway. I was about to explore more rooms when I heard a loud scream and realized it was Andrew. I ran upstairs and heard Andrew yelling at something, sounding terrified. When I got to where the screaming was, which was a dark, empty bedroom, I used my flashlight, and then I noticed Andrew. He was sitting in the back corner of the room. And then I saw someone else was in the room. For some reason, the other person didn't notice me, and I saw Andrew holding his flashlight like a teddy bear. I actually cleared my throat, and the person turned around and noticed they were taller than both me and Andrew. I couldn't tell if it was a male or female because they wore some kind of creepy Halloween mask, but they weren't holding a weapon for some reason. I shouted at the person, Hey, leave my friend alone! It was probably a bad idea, because the person actually laughed. <laughs> I felt anger bubbling up inside of me. I knew that what I was about to do was a stupid idea, but it was the only thing I could think of. So I threw my flashlight as hard as I could at the person. <coughs> the flashlight hit the person in the face, which made them shout in pain, giving Andrew enough time to get away from the guy. We both ran downstairs, and I could hear the person yelling at us, and we didn't look back as we ran out of the house and down the street before stopping. We then stopped on the sidewalk. I bent over, breathing heavily, and groaned under my breath. Then Andrew pulled out his cell phone, saying he was going to call the police. A few minutes later, I saw Andrew looking annoyed. He told me the police thought it was a joke because it was Halloween. I was annoyed because we both knew it wasn't a trick, but I decided to check up on it. We then headed back to the house where I grabbed a laptop and started working on it. Five minutes later, I couldn't find anything, and I sighed softly before shutting the laptop and groaning under my breath. After that, we both looked at each other. I realized that the person must have been using the house because it was empty and no one was living in it. And if the person was a thief or killer, they were probably using that house as a hideout. After that, me and Andrew decided we weren't going to do anything crazy for Halloween and that we were just going to help my parents hand out candy.
Hello listeners, I am delighted to tell you about Blood Moon Craft. Blood Moon Craft is the strange and sometimes terrifying shop at Society 6. You will find artwork and ghoulish goodies inspired by the tales told on Blood Moon Podcast. Every purchase will help the podcast grow. So check out Blood Moon Craft at Society 6. Now, it is time for a vampire bat tale. It is a well-known dark poem. However, the telling of this story is not what you'd expect. Listen to the sounds of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Tis some visitor tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is and nothing more. Sir or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Surely, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then, and where thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is, 
on the night's Plutonian shore. Nevermore. Nevermore. Other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Nevermore. Doubtless, what it utters is its only stock in store. Caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster Followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore. Till the dirges of his hope, that melancholy burden bore of never, never more. Wretch, thy God hath lent thee, be these angels he hath sent thee. Respite, respite, and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore. Nevermore. Prophet, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil. Whether tempter sent, or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore. Desolate yet all undaunted. On this desert land enchanted, On this home by horror haunted, Tell me truly, I implore, Is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, Nevermore, Prophet, thing of evil, Prophet still of bird or devil, By that heaven that bends above us, By that God we both adore, Tell this soul with sorrow-laden if, Within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Nevermore. Be that word our sign in parting, bird or fiend. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door. Nevermore. The Blood Moon is Setting Ghost by the Steers is an anonymous account from the night sky double Halloween House by Recuse Rangers 235 can be found on Reddit. The Raven was written by the Master of the Macabre, Edgar Allan Poe. It is in the public domain. Voiceovers by Andrew Carey. 
and Melissa Chabom. Music and sound effects by Blood Moon Podcast. Other sound effects are from Free Sounds Library, Quick Sounds, and freesound.org. Links are in the show's notes. Thank you for listening.